Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are Definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Well, I think you're going to enjoy our ride together on episode five. Today, we start with a lady who is honestly just experiencing a series of unfortunate events. Then we talk with someone who has dealt with mental health issues in her family and has some very valid critiques of emergency services. We move on to a lady who I think may be confronting her mortality through lucid dreaming and some other situations. And next, we chat with an amazing artist who really just kind of breaks all the social norms and end with a sexually charged encounter that has left some questions in our uh, fair rider's mind. All right, are you ready to slide into the back seat? And uh, well, wait, what was that? You, uh, you've got to put your clothes on? Uh, okay, uh, you've been listening to me talk in your underwear? Ooh, oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, I thought you knew this was the drill. Like, you know, I come on and I invite you to do like the ride along. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I just assumed you you knew, you know, if we're going to go out into the world, there's, you know, there, you know, some wardrobe requirements. Oh, wait, what? This this isn't an actual ride along. Oh, it's it's just a figure of speech. Okay, well, in that case, uh, never mind, listener. Uh, you can just come along however you're dressed or or not dre- dressed. I, yeah, I, I don't... It's, it's really not even, oh, God, relevant. Um, yeah, le- uh, okay, let's, let's just get into it. So this first story is ultimately about a series of very bad, unfortunate events that have taken place in this lady's life. But I'm just going to address up front the probable elephant in the proverbial room and say that she does touch on some racial stuff and she is white or whatever it is we're calling less melaninned people these days. And yeah, that's a word I just made up. Melaninned. Write it down. Anyways, I don't feel like she comes at it with any ill will or bad intent. And this is just her experience, which is all I can ask for from my writers, to just share from their life. Also, keep in mind 
all of the high racial tensions that were happening in the country at the time of this recording. Anyways, I don't want to get lost in the racial component too much. I mostly just want to focus on what a tough time she was having in 2020. And man, on that note, I can completely relate. Story number 21. Thursday, November 5th, 2020, 1.17 a.m. weeks of my life have been really really stressful um a lot of this race stuff that's going on is like really affecting me actually um i was doing some community service for a friend of mine's mother and um i was down in not the best part of town of atlanta okay and i uh was doing charity work for her i drove my car down there and um i pull into this apartment complex and it's government housing and i literally have a gentleman come up to me he's wasted i could smell alcohol in his breath and he puts a nine millimeter in my face and makes me get out of my car oh my god like a hundred percent and like i'm just like i'm trying to tell this guy i'm like look you don't want my car like this is like the crappiest car in the world and like it won't even start without putting it into neutral right like and he couldn't even get it started like i was and he was frustrated trying to start the car and i'm like freaking out because i'm like i don't want to die right and i'm just so i don't know what to do at this point and i'm just like I, I just start the car for him and I like let him try to go and he can't even get it into gear. It's like crazy. And I'm just like watching this guy try to leave with my car and he like gets a mile out of the complex and wrecks it. Oh my yeah. God. So like right after that, like my car was stolen, my purse was in my car, my phone was in my car, and it's like I'm the only white person in that entire neighborhood. Oh. So I was like targeted. Oh. So the lady, my friend the, who lives there, she's a white lady. And she was placed into this community, yeah. and they're they're like very aggressive towards her. She's like seventy almost probably, mm. and like it's like her and her eight year old grandson. They're like facing these people who are like lashing out at them violently, and like even me. And I'm just like I was just there to help her, you know, yeah. like because like I have like a '97 Ford Explorer. It's like the shittiest car in the world. It looks like crap, like, right. right? Right. And I'm just like, why do they want that car? Right. Like, all the nice cars, right? Like, no. And so, like, she she explained to me that it's because we're white and we're in this neighborhood. Apparently, they think we're, like, the police or something. And I just don't even know, like, what's going on with all this. Like, so the guy takes my car and, like, wrecks it. And, like, my insurance doesn't cover it. And then, like, now I'm out of a car. I end up getting kicked out of this lady's house. Like, the one that I was helping. Mm. She kicks me out. And Why? I'm just like, so, um, I was dating this guy. And he ended up... Uh, He's actually in jail right now. Oh, gosh. He turned himself in for a probation warrant. for It's misdemeanor, so it's not even a big deal. But um, he actually had somebody over at her house after she asked us not to, and I wasn't even aware of it. And because of this, this person that came over, she kicked us out for that. So, like, he got us kicked out. (laughs) So, like, he goes to jail. I'm just, like, left out here. My car gets taken. I have no phone. I have no purse, no identification. And it's like a real struggle, you know? It's like really sucks. Like, I was like, I'm really going through it. So on top of that, I found out that my brother uh, was hanging around some people. And somehow one of the people ended up dead. (gasps) Yes. So now he's in jail. And it's my twin brother. This is my twin brother. 
he's in jail for possible homicide. Oh my God. And so like, it's like my life is like derailing right now. Like, I just like, don't even know what to do right now. I'm just like stressed out to the max. And it's like, I have no resources. My family's like not trying to like look into this and help me. It's like, I don't know what to do right now. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, so I'm just taking this lift over here to my friends just so I can get my stuff. And I don't know, I'm going to go from there. So hopefully if your podcast has like a lot of viewers, you can maybe help me find some resources. That, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. It's like I'm like really struggling out here. Yeah. I, like the I, worst. I don't know if it, 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 uh, it probably just, won't release for about a year, but man, gosh, that's Well, crazy. even a year from now, I just hope it makes an impact. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I, even that, that guy up. who took my car, like I love that guy. Wow. And like I forgive that guy like a hundred percent. That, Yeah. Like you're, I forgive that guy, hundred percent. You're a beautiful human being. So, mm. I mean, he needed that car more than me, but it's just like he wrecked it like right after he pulled out right. and like totaled it, like totaled it. I went to the tow yard and saw it, and it was just like all the airbags in the front were deployed, and like everything was like taken out of it. It just, it just sucks. Oh, My insurance God. isn't gonna replace it. Why not? Because I just had liability. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm, mm, mm. Well. So. KJ, keep your chin up. Yeah, well, you're gonna. It's you're, there's. It's, it's bound to get better, right? I guess. <laughs> Gosh. And by the way, uh, do you you don't really know anything yet for your brother, right? No, I, I don't know anything yet. He's got a bond. Um, I don't know if they got the autopsy report back on the guy. Uh, whether or not the, uh, apparently the guy like was smoking some spice, some um, <sighs> synthetic marijuana or something. Yep. And uh, I think that they think that that's what caused him to have a heart attack or something. So I don't. I, I mean, I really don't even know. I'm kind of in the dark with all of it. So. Right. And he probably can't talk to you because no, yeah. Jail, yeah. Yeah. Good so. lord. Well, I love that despite some really tough happenings, she is keeping her head above water, if only barely. Also, she is the rider that had inspired me to think about having some kind of fund set up for riders who are having a tough time. I know it will take time to build trust with you guys, my audience, and and also all the fun legal side of setting up some kind of nonprofit, but it is something that I'd like to do eventually and then give you guys as, as much info as possible about how the funds were spent while, of course, keeping most of the recipients anonymous. BT dubs, this is how an idea grows from, hey, let's get some stories and entertain people to, oh wow, there's a lot more to this project than I thought. But I'm down for the journey and I'm super glad you're along as well. The next writer is from Canada and has a close up and personal experience with the authorities on how they deal with people experiencing mental issues. Side note, why are most Canadians just the actual nicest? I mean, we do have a handful of nice people, mostly in the Midwest, but geez, yeah, they're just super duper nice up there in the frozen north, eh? Story number 22. Thursday, November 5th, 2020, 7.58 p.m. So one of my brothers, actually both of them, um, they both got diagnosed with um, schizophrenia. Oh, wow. Um, 
but I've learned a lot um, through their journeys. Okay. And some things that, like, even a psychiatrist couldn't even tell you, like, it's just, it comes with experience and living with um, somebody or some people that are mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what kind of made me want to go into mental health in university. Wow. Because I originally started with, like, French, and I didn't even know what I was doing, like, when I first started <laughs> university. Right. Um, but I guess as time goes by, life life kind of takes takes it with you, you know? Yeah. Um, I say I'm a lot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, what I noticed is they weren't really schizophrenic. They were just, they were misdiagnosed. They, yeah, it's crazy, right? That is crazy yeah it's crazy to be like messing with someone's life like that yeah and they actually were diagnosed with um drug induced psychosis um i'm not sure if you know what that is but it's basically like when you you go into like a psychosis you have like these episodes once you mix it with drugs so like Mm -hmm. certain people can't handle like their brains can't really handle the drugs okay so they go into like these episodes and like oh my god like it's it's just like a, a nightmare <laughs> it's a nightmare for like everybody living with them now these it's, are uh street drugs or yeah these are street drugs so like um first i thought it was like marijuana yep but it wasn't sometimes marijuana can make you go into like um a psychosis mm-hmm. but this is more of like xanax lsd mm-hmm. Um, Adderall, all those type of drugs wow. <laughs> that everyone thinks is like cool, but right. you, you just never know, you know, because yeah. every brain is different, every person is different, every reaction is different, and it's it's not even worth it, like right. for your loved ones, for yourself, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you just can't come back from it. Like your brain doesn't recover. Wow. But thankfully, like my brothers did. One of my brothers, like he's. Um, my inspiration because he's gone through all of this and he's managed to really like change his life around he knows that like drugs or weed or none of that is not for him wow so he he just learned his lesson like he really he got admitted into like a psych ward like all of the above so he just learned from that and now he's doing really good for himself he started a business like he's not even he's not even on no medications like none of that so that's really good. That's um, huge. What else did I want to say? I wanted to say something in regards to this. Oh, I feel like I don't know about in the states because I'm Canadian. Okay. Um, but I feel like this applies here too. I feel like the police authorities they don't really take they don't take this very serious, and when they're called upon, mm-hmm. like I can tell you numerous times I've called the police when my brother was into like a, having a psychosis like he was having an episode and i called yeah. the police and all they cared about was oh does he have um a weapon on him and that i understand like you know you're looking out for your safety mm-hmm. but also what about his safety what about our safety you know what about after that they yeah. just care about in the moment they'll come they'll assess the situation okay he's okay okay all right and i'm like okay what do you, are, are you guys gonna take him to the hospital like right they're like nope he's over the age of 18 so he should be fine it's just like a dispute um it's a sibling like they'll just make excuses like Mm. sometimes he'll like physically attack me but like i won't really do anything because i know he's that's not really who he is he's like the complete opposite yeah so i'm trying to tell them but they're just they just don't listen like they refuse to listen it's just kind of like 
it kind of feels like they give you like the cold shoulder and like mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're wasting my time I'm, I'm trying to get paid yeah and it's like it's very frustrating because people's lives are on the hand and you just you don't know if what this person can do and what's really sad is this just recently happened like i i it got to a point where i started getting so frustrated with with like authorities mm-hmm. that i had to start getting rude with them like i had to tell i had to like look up my rights look up whatever it is yeah that goes back to like me kind of like having to learn things on my own mm-hmm. um yeah so it, it's kind of sad because that there's this one day they didn't want to take my brother to the hospital and they were telling me like no he's fine and i'm telling they're like well we need a, a valid reason to take him to the hospital hmm. i'm like first of all i called you guys because i told you he's he he's physically attacked me he has a knife in his hands hmm. he wanted to throw himself off the balcony wow like he's making all there's literally every single thing on the on the checklist you can check it off but they're still telling me we need something else so I said, okay. I turned on my camera and I made sure they see me recording. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, okay, so if anything happens to my brother, if he hurts anybody, he hurts himself, I'm going to hold you accountable and I'm going to hold you accountable, wow. officer. The way they're, it's so crazy. Their whole attitude, everything switched. <laughs> they were like, okay, nope, you're going to the hospital. I'm like, that. you're damn right. Because <laughs> I have a midterm right now and I don't have time for this. <laughs> a Canadian had to be rude. This must have been really hard Can on you. Can you believe? I know, <laughs> it I know. So hard. Did like, you have to go write, you probably wrote this down somewhere, like the day I was yep, rude. The yeah. day I was rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm so, uh, on a serious note, like, I'm so glad you stood up for yourself and really more importantly, you were an advocate for your, your brother. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's frustrating. I, I think one of the things that makes me think of and I've been thinking this actually just this year with all of the highlight on police issues, obviously that we're seeing here in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's relationship to mental health. Cause so many problems happen with mental health. Uh, I wonder if there needs to be almost like a whole separate department Ye- or right. Yes. Cause calling I the, completely agree. Cause I, I, I want to be mad at the police, but I'm like, let's face it. A 25-year-old dude, yeah. bunch of testosterone, you, yeah. you gave him a little shiny badge and a gun, and now we're expecting him, like, he's going to be, gonna like be great. If it, right, <laughs> right. If there's a bad guy shooting at people, he's going to be awesome. But, yeah. N- right. But then you throw someone with the mental health thing, and he's not really trained in that, and you're yeah. like, why? So maybe part of the problem is, like, the system just isn't equipped, yep. right? And and uh, on situations like that, it really should be handled by mental health professionals, and the police should be there only in case things go horribly how do you how do you feel about that no that i i completely agree um i think it should be the mental health um i think a a medical doctor should come if anything yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we definitely but i I don't think that the police should be the main they should be the main people um called upon i agree or even dealing with the situation because sometimes like paramedics understand the situation better than than a police officer yeah you know yeah yeah but i i I don't blame them but i kind of do blame them i don't know if i blame the system like i don't know who to blame (laughs) it's just like oh my god like if anything just put it in your training (laughs) i know yeah yeah i yeah i'm with you but 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 i'm not gonna lie though there there have been there has been a lot of good officers and very helpful ones you know there's always going to be some some bad guys some good sure. guys yeah that's, that's with everything i know so uh, 
are your brothers then still considered to be schizophrenic or are they no, now you said no. they they've, that's been relieved there no that's been relieved they wow. they in regards to like schizophrenia they yeah. they've been my misdiagnosed for that wow. so they have drug-induced psychosis mm-hmm. and then my other brother he has um a bipolar disorder okay but it's just it's just shocking from someone like from my perspective like yeah. i'm their sister i grew up with them you know yeah. so it's kind of like this never this never this came out of nowhere like wow. where did this come from and then like what's even sad even more sad is that like you see how it affects your parents you see how it affects your mom like you know that that's what really kills me on top of everything mm-hmm. having to see my mom like cry the cry to the police to take their son to the hospital and mm-hmm. like what, what like please like just do something yeah yeah, that's what made my little Canadian root self come out. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and now, so now you've switched your major into mental health. Mental health. Yeah. yeah. And and where where do you want to go with that? Um, I want honestly, I want to be a psychiatrist. Amazing. Um, to help people and not only just diagnose them, you know, I want to be able to help their family as well. Um, I want people that have been in my situation to kind of feel like they have someone to talk to. Mm. You know, whether it's the patient, whether it's the mom, whether it's the dad, the sibling. Like, I feel like I kind of know all perspectives. That is a (laughs) real... I love that. And I'm sure that's being done. But I always just think of it in terms of the patient. I I forget about the fallout on the family. Yeah, yeah. that's, That's the thing. Right. And I'm like, do you know how much stress we go through? <laughs> oh my God, right? It's, it's kind of like Al Anon or whatever that is for, yeah. right, for people that have, are in addiction. Man, situations where a loved one is having a mental breakdown, they're just so freaking hard. I've dealt with this a couple of times and it is terrifying to watch someone you love lose touch with reality. And then to reach out to the people that are supposed to be there to help, and you realize that some, and I do want to say some, not all, but some of the police just either aren't trained or maybe just don't care. That's a difficult one. As much as I can be hard on cops, and I think we need to keep them and the whole system accountable, I will give kudos, though, to our Fair City ATL for their 311 initiative. As of this recording, I haven't heard of how well it actually works firsthand, but they've opened up a non-emergency line, this 311 line, for mental health crises and extreme poverty situations. So hey, that seems like a step in the right direction anyways. Our next rider shares two stories. Yeah, we got a twofer here. I will jump in to transition the stories, but this first one is terrifying. If you've ever experienced like sleep paralysis or something like that, it's wild. Story number 23, Thursday, November 5th, 2020, 11.20 p.m. So my mom and I were driving from Atlanta down to Florida. It was a long drive and driving to my grandfather's house and um, tired, went into the room, 
lay down, went to sleep. I remember the fan being on and it was just a cool breeze in the room and went to sleep. At some point in my sleep, it's like, I'm, I don't know what it was, but I felt it was so surreal as mm. if I was in the moment, like how I'm looking at you right now, how surreal yeah. that is. Yeah. I was floating in the clouds over a theme park. And I got so scared because it was so real. I thought I was dead. Oh, God. It was so scary that I was wiggling my toes to get out of that dream. And as I'm wiggling my toes, I'm actually looking at my toes in my dream. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm dead. Oh, no. (laughs) And I got so scared. My heart was beating so fast because I couldn't get out of this surreal dream. I was, like, so scared. I was so scared I couldn't get out of this surreal dream. I didn't know what to do. I was wiggling my toes to get out of this dream. I was shaking my hand to get out of the dream, but I was looking at myself doing it in the dream. So I was like, yeah, I'm I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. And I never had a dream so surreal in my life. Wow. I tried to look it up online and I think they said it's lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming, yep. And right. I never was able to return to lucid dreaming. Oh. And yeah. So That's amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I don't know. Unless someone has gone through some type of lucid dreaming, they would never understand. Yep. Lucid dreaming. I've I've talked to people who've lucid dreamed before. I've never been able to. Um and there's actually people who practice it. And I know. See, I heard it. You could practice it. I'm like, what? Yep, my youngest son uh, practices it sometimes. Uh, but I actually know a person who only lucid dreams, which is freaking like, what the what? What? Yeah, every night she goes to sleep, she lucid dreams. I don't think I want to lucid dream. No. That was so scary for me. Like, I my my heart was pounding. I don't. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't want to return to it because I thought I was dead. Oh my god. <laughs> but it was very peaceful. Right. It At least was, I think I was going to heaven. Yeah. I was in the clouds. It was a nice, beautiful day, and I was going over a theme park. I, <laughs> and love I don't it. even go to theme parks. <laughs> but whatever, maybe that's probably where I'm going to go out at. Theme yeah. Park. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's one story. Okay, I love that you're a twofer. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> so, where do you land yourself, you know, with dreams? Do you have them, or, you know, more accurately, do you remember them? Do you think they have significance? How about the whole lucid dreaming or even sleep paralysis stuff? It's so interesting to me. Okay, so now she tells of another incident in her life when she feels like she might not make it. Um, The scariest moment I've ever had in my life was with my ex. Oh, wow. We got into a very big argument and um, we eventually got into a physical fight and I fell on the floor. I lost my balance and I fell on the floor. It wasn't a push. Um, And I guess I was screaming. I got scared because he had a pillow in his hand. And because I was screaming, it was like early in the morning, like between two to four o'clock in the morning. And he put the pillow over my face to stop screaming. Oh. Now, mind you, he's bigger than I am. The last thing you want to do when someone is screaming is you want to put something over their face. That's... I couldn't breathe worth 
of shit. So I had to tell myself to calm down and try my best to breathe through the pillow just to catch my breath. Because if I didn't catch my breath, I would have died. Yeah. That was the scariest day of my life because I never had a pillow put over my face before. No. Especially when you're already accelerating from arguing Mm -hmm. and and then a pillow. Wow. That was the scariest day of my life. However, once I got out of that, I started to learn how to hike. And guess who learned breathing techniques? Uh Uh-oh. Me. (laughs) I love it. So you took a tragedy. And flipped it into something. Now we got a threefer. Okay. I love it. (laughs) It's a win victory now. (laughs) Okay. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. Um, It is interesting to me that both your, you're not going to believe it, and your scary potentially deal with your mortality. Did you? I never thought about it. Yeah. No. When you're telling me, I'm like, oh my God. They're both about your mortality. Is that what it is? I think so. Maybe. I am an Aquarius. I don't know what being an Aquarian means. That I was don't a know joke. Either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it has something to do with it. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know enough about the signs to have like an intelligent. Um, I don't. I don't know what they mean. Um, but yeah, that's that's fascinating. You'll have to dig into that one. Yeah, maybe you should get into, like, astrology just a little bit. I'll bring a telescope next time. Yes. I like that. And the moon and the sun sign. <laughs> You're awesome. Well, I'm probably the only person in Atlanta that doesn't know much about astrology, but I'm grateful she let me be stupid and played along. I, I love to play verbal ping pong with someone who is funny and easygoing and knows how to keep the, quote, ball up in the air. On a more serious note, men using their size to hurt or intimidate women is something I really just don't understand. And domestic violence is just horrible. For God's sake, real men, whatever that even means of course, but real men for sure don't hit or hold pillows over their significant other's mouth. Go deal with your stuff, man. Don't take it out on others. On the flip though, I love I love how she turned her scariest moment into a skill. That's how you do it. Our next writer just has some amazing energy. In this story though, he finds himself in a disorienting situation, almost like he slipped between the cracks and fell into an alternate universe. Giddy up, cowboy. Story number 24. Thursday, November 5th, 2020, 11.39 p.m. Well, a lot of my people actually only know me from the times that I spent at Georgia State. I um, never was enrolled there. I never, like, took a class there a day in my life. But uh, someone that I was really close to at the time was um, enrolled there. And all I would do is go and drink. That was literally all I was there for was going to party and drink. And I met so many people. I've had this conversation so many times. They would come to me and they'd be like, hey, man, well, like, what are you studying? What, what your, what's your major, dude? What are you in school for? Oh, no, I don't go here. I'm just uh, I'm just here to party. I'm just here to get drunk. That's all I'm, all I'm here for. It's amazing. And I met so many people that way. Like, I, I've almost been indoctrinated into, like, three different frats. Like, people have... <laughs> 
people have tried to get me to join so many different things just being around georgia state and all i was there for was just drinking with my friends <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, talk about stupid shit that i've done that i thought i had a story for um oh man there was one night where yeah we partied at what was you know like the more like republican kind of frat yeah and uh it was a very very strange night man we, we was like you know maybe a handful of black people in there it was maybe like you know 10 11 of us and i have a party that had like maybe 50 60 people in it right and i just remember getting really really drunk and uh, i passed out on the sofa somewhere and i know like you know whatever hip-hop song at the time was like most popular was playing and then i woke up to like yeehaw and like you know a bunch of really country music in the background <laughs> so it was just like a really crazy just like fucking uh scene shift man like i, <laughs> You're I like, went to sleep and everybody was just like dancing and twerking and you know, all this like you know urban cultures going on and then yep. i wake up and i'm like in the middle of the country somewhere that's hilarious and and uh obviously for the podcast uh you're a young black guy yeah so that's yeah. why that would make that a little bit of like a whiplash moment for you right right amazing um, like i said one scene to another it was really uh really fast how quick it happened and you were telling me earlier just for i think this is kind of interesting um you're a musician yes and you i uh, i play guitar and i do the 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 like really crazy, really deep uh, metal vocals, the screaming vocals. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, what I've uh, a deep passion of mine. Something I love to do for years and years. I've been playing guitar for maybe about like 10, 12 years, awesome. something like that, man. Yeah, yeah. And I, that that made, that just uh, I thought that was another interesting factoid because that's definitely that's like a, a makes you a minority within a minority because not a lot of black people are into like uh, heavy metal. So I I do know some, but it's it's still it's pretty right it's, right. I, I'm in that scene myself, and I could probably count you know the ones of us that are really into like metal and stuff like that on like one maybe two hands right it's yeah really really small (laughs) (laughs) you're you're in the minority love it for some reason i'm just you know personally so fascinated by those people that don't fit into whatever box that most of us do and you know we can blame it on society or whatever other force but you're just not going to meet Many young black guys out there that are metalheads and play. Rock on, man. So our last story today was the final story featured on the bonus episode that came out last year. She has such a great giggle and a very adult interaction with someone in her life. Crazy how you can have a pretty significant interaction with someone and then just completely not talk about it afterwards? Hmm. Story number 25, Friday, November 6th, 2020, 1233 AM. So, for my best friend's birthday. Oh, she's already losing it. For my birth, my best friend's birthday. Um, my best friend is a twin. Oh wow! And he's a guy, okay. and his best friend is a girl. And one day we were in Puerto Rico, and um, I was <laughs> in the shower, and she asked if she can use the bathroom, and she came in and she ate my pussy in the bathroom. Whoa! And are you are you normally bi? No. So that was like so a total. It was like a, I was thrown off by it so bad, and we came back and we sat at the table to eat, and she was perfectly fine and normal, and I was just like thrown off by it. <laughs> so you were like super awkward. Yes. And she was just like do do do. Yep. She was just like, "This is what happened." <laughs> this is. <laughs> so, did you guys ever acknowledge it or talk about it, or was no, it just like it just happened? Never. I and... see her all the time. Oh my! Oh wait! So you still see her, and mm-hmm. you've never acknowledged it? No, 
It's so weird. That is. She acts totally normal. Oh my god, that's it's amazing. a crazy story. By the way, so your so your best friend, the guy mm-hmm. twin, does he know? No, I never told. Him. So this is like truly like, it's like the uh, only space. You yes, said. It's that is amazing. It's crazy. That is crazy. All yeah. Right? Yes. Oh my gosh, I love yeah. it. I thank you so much for sharing your story tonight. Thank you. Ah, well, there's that. Uh, I know it's a tad confusing in how she uh, identifies the lady, you know, that uh, snacked on her hoo-hoo. But I think our writer meant that the uh, snacker was the twin sister of her bestie. And I mean, I I don't have a vajayjay to get eaten out, but I feel like uh, if I did and that happened, I, you know, I might want to talk about it later. Uh, first of all, the balls to pull back the curtain and just go for it. When uh, our new friend at least says she's not giving off any vibes that she's even into chicks. So many questions, jeez. Anyways, what are the conversations in your life that you just haven't had because of shame or they just felt like they would be too uncomfortable? I hope that if you're ready, you can have those conversations, especially if they really need to happen. So brave up. And who knows, maybe the other person is hoping you'll be the one to take the first step. And for what it's worth, I believe in you. You've got this. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please, Subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many uh, adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.